Hey guys. Oh. Hey there. Hey, welcome to uh, another episode of The Yard Tenders with Mac and Dan. I'm Dan, he's Mac. Yes, I am. Today, we did something special. We Very special. We saw something together for the first time in like a year and a half. Oh, yeah, we, we terms, witnessed it. In terms of like us going to immediately review it. Yeah. We decided to go to a movie theater and see the next thing that's showing. So so we walked up at, what was it, 2, 2 p.m.? Yeah, like 2 p.m., And yeah. uh, the next thing that was on... Like that—that that was really all we were able to do was just go up and see what the next thing was on, and the next thing was uh, Ticket to Paradise. Correct. Um, starring George Clooney and Julia Roberts. That is correct. Also starring Caitlin Deaver, who carries a lot of this film. I will also say she, absolutely, and and she was um, the one from uh, 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 Booksmart, correct? She, yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. She starred in that film in 2019 as well. Absolutely. Yes. So, so um, the reason that uh, you're seeing me ask what movie she's from is because we haven't done any research because Danny. Because it's fresh. We this, didn't know. We yeah. So I mean, all that we have at our disposal at the present moment is just a viewing of this film and right. very preliminary research or just very light stuff. Right. I just found out that the director and also one of the writers for this film, uh, Ol Parker, Ol Parker. I'm not entirely sure, but Mr. Parker, Olay. um, uh, directed also directed and written the sequel to Mamma Mia. Bet you didn't know that. But I bet not. Let's go into this. I don't really know how to start this, but what I'm going to say is that after having seen commercials for this film, it is both surprising and I guess in in my sort of sure. you know, degree not surprising at all how much I enjoyed this film. I I I I have to say Danny, I think that our experience and I say experience intentionally was um, a only a fantastic one because of our surroundings, because of the way in which we viewed it. Right. So, so let's like we saw it in let's movie theaters. The, but, but the big thing is that we saw this a together, yes. which I think enhanced ex- the experience. One hundred percent. Also, instant and, stakes. And there weren't a lot of people in this movie theater, but I got to tell you, pretty uh, geriatric. A pretty geriatric, I'd say. Yeah. Um. Pretty, pretty. Uh. Uh. Snow capped, if you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As well as there's a bunch of there's a bunch of older and middle aged white women. That's correct. Long story short. That's correct. And then us. Yeah. Um. And <laughs> we I had think, a great time with them. I think that our presence was not only welcomed but yeah. encouraged. Um, yeah. The second that you let out your first iconic Danny laugh. Uh, and just and and it, and it rang throughout the theater. I think everyone just took a collective sigh of, "This is going to be fun." <laughs> right. Hold on. So let's let's just ask that question outright. Yeah. First of all, do you think this was a good movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. It's I an enjoyable it's film. It's yeah. Good. It's good. It's sure. good. Yeah. And I think Clean like movie. just just sort of off the cuff reactions to it. I think the chemistry between George Clooney, George Clooney and <laughs> Clooney and, and Julia. Julia Roberts was fantastic. They're I, old friends. You can yeah, tell. yeah, and yeah. it worked really well. And they were yeah. just actively playing off each other, which I'm always a sucker for. Absolutely. And I thought Caitlin Deaver was solid as well. And I even think so. though I enjoyed the film and I enjoyed the comedy, and enjoyed some of the dramatic tension throughout the film mm-hmm. as well. 
Yeah, it's good. I'm, I'm, but the thing is, and it's going to be an issue for this podcast, Mac, that, uh, and I said this earlier, I am actively forgetting about this movie the more time goes on. But I think and that we that saw, is, we finished this movie not even an, like about an hour ago. I think that that is a very important part of the review, though, right? Yeah. Um, is that it, it is a fairly forgettable movie. And I think the thing that's important to remember is that I don't think anyone involved in this movie thought they were reinventing the wheel. No. It, this is a very safe studio movie this is the rom-com they churn out to make the money and i'm sure they made some because it was probably fairly cheap to make other than the the location i i i just i i can only imagine that no one thought that it was going to be all that good um but it was one of those things and of course of course this movie at the very end during the credits had a little blooper reel of course, we love that of course it's so stupid I'm but shocked i love it, wasn't it every on, time i'm shocked i'm shocked that it wasn't framed by uh, uh postcards do you know what i mean oh my god yeah you're so like right. like that's like the credit thing right you're so right. especially in like uh, uh super campy like kids movies kids rom-coms yeah. anyways but um yeah, and it's interesting for me because I haven't seen a big studio rom-com that's been made in a while. Like, usually I go back in time to see those. I don't yeah. see, like, the new ones that are coming out. Yeah. So it was very interesting to watch this and go, oh, they've gotten even better at the algorithm. Like, yeah. their formula is, like, really tight now. They, yeah. they, they got a thing going on. They know what they're doing. And, and like, also... I forgot what I was going to say. I completely dismantled my thought, and I'm I'm now that's okay, but, reveling but that's, in pain. I, I think that's that's what is to be said about the movie is that it's forgettable, but like y- you know that you're not getting a whole lot. Right. It was more than we expected, but what yes. we expected was nothing. Correct. Right. And so it was nice to actually walk away from this movie and like, oh, I felt something. Yeah. I laughed at a few moments. Yeah. Right. And I, I got to say also, like, I actually did enjoy the character progression. Of the relationship with George Clooney and Julia Roberts. The Uh. sort of the plot, what's happening here in this film is that George Clooney and Julia Roberts, their characters were divorced like 19 years prior to the events of the film. Yep. Their daughter, having just graduated from college, goes and vacations for like a month in Indonesia. She meets a guy there, and then the next month, they get engaged and are planning to get married. Mm-hmm. And so the that's like the inciting incident, essentially. And so George Clooney and Julia Roberts' characters, even though they hate each other, they kind of unite together in order to, like, stop the wedding. And turns out yep. they, like, they want their daughter happy, and so they, they try to, you know, instead... Uh, it turns into them um, supporting the wedding and them sort of falling in love once again. It's the most, like... Oh, yeah. By the numbers, shit. But, I mean, but it worked. It did. It really. It got us. It got the both of us. Yep. Um, and it got everyone in that theater. I, I think that were there people next to us crying. You said that there were people crying. Yes. And I'm there not gonna was... lie. I I got a little pitter patter. Really? Not not no tears. When? Oh oh, was it like so, the stare? So I mean, I'm, I well. You can you know the the story of the movie like honestly we, we can we can talk to the people as yeah. if they've seen the movie because it's like every other movie but, but you, they did it well you know I'm a sucker for parent offspring stuff I always am right <laughs> parent trap and so, <laughs> others and so when Caitlin Deaver's character after she had officially gotten married went up to her dad they were having a short conversation and she said do you want to go dance dad I'm like I got me. It got the me dance. a little bit. Yeah. Okay, okay. You know what got this me This movie a had bit? good emotional moments. I they was did. not I was look, I was expecting to be cynical throughout the entirety of this film. Yeah. The fact that I wasn't 
I think it's yeah, a success. I think it's because they, there's this interesting evolution in rom-coms where um, because they are going to be the same every time. Right. There's kind of a power in knowing that it's going to be the same every time. You yeah. know what I mean? So like whenever they um it was a very self-aware movie in that whenever they came across moments, they knew that it was cliche. Yeah. And they were respectful of the cliche while also like making fun of it at the same time. Right. Um pretty consistently. And so every time that we would run across a moment that would usually make you cringe, you were like Oh, but, you know... It's meant to. Exactly. So there's... This This is a great example of that. Please. There's at one point of the movie where everybody's getting really, really drunk and primarily yes. the two stars, yes, right? Yes, yes. And they get so drunk and then Billy Lord's character, who is uh, Caitlin Deaver's best friend... I'm not even going to refer to their names. Um, yeah. Billy Lord was like, hey... Can you put on something, you know, old for these two old people? And they played Everybody Dance Now. Of course they did. Sick of that song. Absolutely sick of that song. I mean, I'm... But it's funny how that <laughs> moment kind of worked because it was supposed to be sort of, like, based in cringe. Yeah. Based in sort yeah. of embarrassment. Yeah. Like, it actually kind of worked for them. Okay, well, I, I think this is it, right? It wasn't trying to be cool, and that, that was the point. It is... The ideal in these types of movies, yeah. the ideal is that it is cringy because, like, it it makes you cringe in the same way that your parents do right. whenever they like embarrass themselves, right? But the way that you do that, and the only way you can do that, is if you get people uh, to play the parents that feel like our parents. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so I think it's very smart, and it really worked that they got two people that feel like you know. They're in the group of, like, the Parents of America. Because, like, I grew up with George Clooney. I grew up with Julia Roberts. We all did. Wow, congrats. <laughs> <laughs> they're real nice. They, they great cooks. They, they were never home. They were always, know, you know, out and about doing, doing, their, doing their work. Italian Dude. job. That's George Clooney, right? The Italian job? Yeah. Wasn't, like, I thought Mark Wahlberg was in that. I don't I think, think everybody's in Italian job. <laughs> oceans. I'm thinking of Oceans. You're thinking oceans. of, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, Julia Roberts also. Was in that? Yeah. And you know what's the best part? <laughs> of course. Well, like, you know what's the best part what, also? What? They were also playing a divorced couple in that film. Really? I'm dead serious. I know. Wait. Yeah. So do you think this is a universe? Oh, my God. You think this is the Oceans universe? <laughs> Where Caitlin Deaver is like the offspring of the Oceans divorce couple? I mean, I don't think so, but oh, yes. Oh, that's very funny. That's very funny. I mean, it's possible. But, however, I think that there's definitely like this elite club of celebrities that we feel weirdly attached to emotionally. Yeah. For instance, you remember whenever uh, like one of the first people to get COVID was Tom Hanks? Right. And everyone blew the hell up because yeah. it was like, that's America's dad. Yeah. He didn't do anything to really earn that necessarily. Uh, if, I'm, if it I'm, happened to America's dad, it can happen to anybody. I, really, that, that, that was, was that the was thought the that, that transpired. And I, I started thinking through, whenever everyone said that, I started thinking through, and I can't really think of many dad roles that Tom Hanks has played, to be honest. But but we still feel like he is that because he's like... Some sort of paternal Goofy, figure. fun, lovable. And we grew right. when we watched him grow into an old man. Right. And, and he's about the same... You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I think that getting that brand of celebrity was, was a smart move because whenever they were doing cringy things, I was never like, oh my God, they're doing this part of the movie. That's uncomfortable. I was like, it's very funny and weird watching George Clooney do that because it's right. George fucking Clooney. Yeah, there, there's there's that sort of element that if you take the step back yeah. and you're like, wow, no, this this moment is like funnier than it ought to be. Yeah, right. Beca because of that. Be because 
honestly, maybe just because it was George Clooney. I don't even know uh, anything else. But also the uh, the other funny one for me is that like I I was raised watching like young Julia Roberts movies and was always like, oh my god, she's like the picture of grace and elegance and beauty and like, oh my god, Julia Roberts is so hot, right? And so it's funny because as I'm watching this movie, like that hasn't left. Like I'm still watching the movie and being like, oh my god, Julia Roberts is so attractive. And also, like, she's the mom? Well, yeah, well... It's funny that it's both. But it's also a testament to their acting ability. How they were just able to, like, get themselves into those roles so seamlessly. Right. You know, like, it it was... I don't even mean this... If this comes across as a disparagement in any sort of capacity, I deeply apologize. But, like, it was... But it was like the roles fit them really well. And I think, honestly, I think a big reason why those roles fit so well was because it was with each other, right? Uh-huh. I don't know how well this movie would have been if like, if it wasn't George Clooney, if it was like Brad Pitt or even Tom Hanks. Right. Like, he, like, he different films, but it's like, but it's, it just works for those two actors, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I wonder if, if like part of the green light of this movie was knowing that both of those two specific people were signed on, you know what I mean? I think so. I I want to say yes. I mean I know very extremely little. I also would again reckless speculation. Oh, reckless okay. All right. speculation. Now that we have laid the base work, the groundwork. Yeah. Reckless speculation. Go oh, ahead. this isn't like a big serious. Oh, okay. Um, it's not that reckless. Then. I would go as far it's as speculation. To say, you're right. You're right. Responsible <laughs> speculation. That I'm. I'm sure that whenever Julia got the call, she was like, I'll do it if George does it. And whenever George got the call, I'll do it if Julia does it. You know yeah, what I mean? Maybe. Honestly, maybe. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, like, that, that's how I would feel at least. Here's the thing. After also, all this time. Because not only did the chemistry between those two work, but like the first half of the movie, all they're doing is just throwing insults at each other. Yeah. So first of all, right? Like it, it, it was working for them too because you could tell that the actor's genuinely enjoy each other's company still and so maybe even not all of it was like scripted a probably a good amount of it was like off the cuff sort of improvisational banter it looked like that from the credits yeah and so there were because remember we got bloopers in the credits (laughs) we got bloopers in the credits and some some of those insults thrown at each other were sort of improvised you know what i would go as far uh, go to go as far go as far as to say that I think that there is a difference between bloopers and outtakes. And I think in this instance, it was bloopers. Go on. I feel like bloopers are, correct me if I'm wrong, sillier. Yeah. <laughs> than outtakes. I think the outtakes are... Genuine mistakes that end up being funny. Yeah. yeah. And I think the outtakes could also potentially be like takes that would have been. But bloopers are like, ah, actors being silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like with and the purpose was, of being silly. And this was actors being silly. Yeah. There was a couple, like, something, like, fell and that, like, you know, freaked everyone out. And this, in, is, in a a, this is a strong well, opinion that I have that uh, I've just adopted and I'm going to make strong very nice. for the sake of entertainment. Um, I, I think that bloopers belong in credits. Outtakes do not. And there is a difference. And I'm upset 
at anyone that puts outtakes in credits. That's what I'm going to say. I'm glad that you have taken this stance. Why not? You're a soldier. It's a safe stance to Here's, take. We are, we are, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Like, we're, we're, we're trying to, like, talk about stuff in this film. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's one of those. Here's you know? what, here's what, here's what I'm going to say, like, though. We're not, like, you know, making high art here. No. Especially with Ticket to Paradise, and they weren't listen. Ticket to Paradise, listen. And, and the song was not played. Let me let me repeat. Eddie the song Money was better. not played. Everybody Dance Now was played. It's true. Making sure that we remember that at the same time that we remember Ticket I mean, to Paradise was not we, played. And we don't know how litigious the Eddie Money estate is. <laughs> you think they tried? Where would it have gone that movie? Oh, Where when, when the old people music came on. Or like at the very end, it would have been the credits. It would have been perfect. You're right. Two tickets to paradise. It and should it's like, have been the credits. It ends with the movie ends with George Clooney and Julia Roberts all of a sudden deciding together, and it was a very cute moment. Because I was about to say, can we talk were, about that moment? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were very alive with each other. Because what it was, what it was, is that they were just sailing, not sailing, but sitting on a boat that was going off together, right, sitting next to each other, and they're just, like, smiling and looking at each other, and hardly any dialogue is being said, and eventually they're just, they're just responding to each other just with their bodies, just with their bodies, and then Mm -hmm. they held hands, and it was just, you can tell, like, it was, it was the most Tony Leung thing that they were, all they were acting with was just, like, their eyes, (laughs) and it was, but it was great. Yeah, and it was clear, it was very clear. It was very clear. Yeah, yeah. It was a wonderful sort of exploration of storytelling of just letting those two actors work i think that was whenever we gripped each other that was 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 one one of the moments yeah Yeah. that and definitely whenever okay so caitlin deaver and her fiance in the movie maxime i i'm gonna probably not say this name correctly but maxime boutier uh, who plays uh the fiance good day so they were about to get married yeah um and at one point good day stops the ceremony right because what he has to do is like drive a knife through some sort of like like kind of leatherish mat right yeah. and he just stops it right before it stabs through and i viscerally grab mac and i was yeah. like no yeah i was like what's going well because and it was the first time in this movie that i was shocked may i say you made a noise that made some of the ladies that were sitting on our row laugh a little bit yeah i saw them look over and kind of like giggle a little bit because you grabbed me and i'm gonna do a gross impersonation but this is the sound that you made it went something like (laughs) (laughs) but it was just loud enough for the for the other people in the theater to hear it and they started laughing a little bit because there was a silence in the film but here's the thing here's the thing is that that's a testament. This movie super duper formulaic. Yeah. And that's okay. That's okay. But it was yeah. like the one it knows time. What it, is. it was literally the one time in this film that where I wasn't expecting something like that. Right. I was expecting the knife to just to go through them to finish the ceremony, See, yada yada yada. Danny, I've 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 watched enough Mind you, it's in the third act where something surprising happens, but whatever. I'll give the movie credit for that. <laughs> it's at the very end. Yeah. The uh I've watched enough Hallmark movies with my mother to know that... Julia Roberts. We were a few speeches away from a happy ending. Mm. We needed a few more speeches. Go on. What, what, what do you mean by we needed a few more speeches? Just to oh, be straight up a Hallmark film? Yeah, like the formula insists that there are speeches about right. love and acceptance at the end. Right. Um, and specifically, funny enough, because um, like... The logical, and this is something that I kind of laughed at, right? The logical person to speak in that moment whenever he's like, you know, I, I need your blessing and everything. 
the, the person that is more attached, the person that just had an intimate conversation with the daughter, the person that more represents the family to the to the the uh, to the rest of the family that they just met, the Indonesian family, mm-hmm. is Julia Roberts. She probably should have been the one to speak, but like the homework thing, the, the the formula insists that the bigger celebrity is the one that has the speech. Mm. So George Clooney stands up and starts his speech. Mm. Um, now that might be a hot take that, or, or a sizzle serve. So sorry, so sorry. That's okay. That's okay. Caught it. Sizzle serve that uh, that George Clooney is the more famous person out of him and Julia Roberts. But it was funny because it didn't feel like he should have been the one to stand up and say something, but he was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you right there. I'm with you right um, there. I did also find that moment a little bit strange that it wasn't Julia Roberts. Yeah, I was like... Saying sort of, you have wait. our approval. Which also, let's just say, like, not a good speech. Not a good speech. That that the character had, that George Clooney character had. It was, it was very... Weak. It was you could have gotten very way harder. Weak. Like, it was like... It was the emotional climax of the film, of the parents finally yeah. accepting that all of a sudden their daughter, who was going to become a lawyer in, like, Chicago, was <laughs> instead wanting to uh, get married to a seaweed farmer in Bali. Fair, right. Uh, well, I think another thing that, that goes uh, mentioning is the downfall of um, making a movie that is so painfully aware of its cliches, right? Yeah. Is that because, like, all the times that we ran across a cliche, they were just kind of coy about it, and they were like, nudge, nudge, wink, wink to the audience and, and moved on so that it wasn't cringeworthy. They didn't acknowledge the fact that after all those moments, they had actually earned the cliche moment with George Clooney standing up and speaking. That a lot of him speaking was just like straight to the point, like, uh, you know, all that stuff. Right. But he could have gone into, like, I would have been okay with him saying cornier things. Right. You know what and I mean? Well, look, it doesn't... It was just not a good speech. I'm not so much like I'm not going to really propose whether or not it should have been corny, more corny or less corny Sentimental, or I suppose. But yeah, more more sentimental or just like if... <sighs> Here's what it is also is that like the speech was so unsubstantial that it would have been better if it was just like one sentence, you know? Yes, like, if, if it they was had like mastered like, a sentence. If it was even more to the point, but because it was like a speech that had so much fluff like the rest of the movie and also sometimes like this podcast as well, that like I wish it was just more direct. It was just like I, we, we came here and – Truth be told, and he looks around, we were trying to sabotage this marriage. And then Julia Roberts would chime like a Trojan horse. And then he'd be like, absolutely. And that would have been funny. That would have been funny. That would have been that would have led with a funny moment. <laughs> and you're then, improvising a really solid and, speech here. And then we realized. Actually, actually, Danny, could you give us a dramatic reading of the speech? A dramatic reading of the speech? You're George Clooney. The speech it, it begins. When I came here with a woman who I was divorced to 19 years ago. But I tell you, <laughs> oh, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting this to happen. Truth be told, and I look around at everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to sabotage this marriage. Trojan horse. Trojan horse. We're Trojan you. horsing. And I thought, we thought, it was a great idea. But after having met G'day, his family, being here, and seeing our daughter genuinely from the bottom of her heart, happy, 
the happiest we have ever seen her. That truth be told, we couldn't be more proud or more supportive of everything that she has going forward. And tears. Of course, you have our blessing. Woo! And then everybody and starts clapping. Freaks, yeah, everyone freaks the freak out. Why was that? And a then, no, no. Speech? And then, he, and then, here's what happens. And then, and then George walks up there, and like at, throughout the speech, he's been he's been approaching them. Yeah. He's been walking up to him. He. He looks the boy in the eyes yeah. and he whispers to him. He says, couldn't be more proud of you too. Oh! And then, and then that's good. He takes his hand with the yeah. knife yeah. and together. No. <laughs> they drive the knife. No. I, I knew Ruins you were the going there. I, knew. I knew you were going there a little bit too far. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, like, maybe. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like fully disrespectful tradition. Absolutely. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. Sure. But here, here's the thing also is that when watching this film, you could also tell that they were having a good time and like, yeah, it's good for occasionally to it's most important to have art that says something this is an art that's it's saying something but it's not going out of its way to really say something yeah. you know it's saying you know we got to do what's best for us you know why wait for happiness to happen yeah it wasn't really exactly that but why wait for the good things to happen i think is like a recurring sort of motif well also i i kind of enjoyed the fact that whenever this is one part that I found interesting. Whenever Gaudet looked at, which never mind, uh, whenever Gaudet looks at George Clooney and Julia Roberts and is like, "But we don't have your blessing," it was kind of funny to me that George Clooney's first response wasn't even really like, "Oh, of course you my blessing." It was more like, "Fuck my blessing. You don't need my blessing. Who cares?" Yeah, or just like so, I don't know. He, he leaked a lot of confidence that moment. Yeah, right, right. And I or was, like, it was just like sort of like shrugging off, like you don't need my yeah. blessing. And I guess like that moment kind of works, but it it's like did give, not, them the, give them blessing. I like after seeing that shot, if I were the director, I'd be like, actually, that moment didn't work. Can we try it like this, George? Absolutely, one hundred percent. I completely agree. And and Shama has now entered, entered the, the studio unavoidably. In, yeah, entered. and I, like I no way and she, listen, she was trying to not disrupt in any sort of way and she yeah. wasn't but and this because is this, the best part is probably could have gotten away with it yeah probably could have gotten away with it but now we're here well because i derailed it as i do absolutely yeah you missed his improv yeah i yeah. i improvise an entire george clooney speech that could have been better thing. and it was ridiculous but but point is is that yeah. you could tell that this movie was really well enjoyed doing by everyone involved sure sure like and i think listen i think that's important to get every once in a while as a sort of like artistic maker right like one of my favorite experiences and i know this is ridiculous but my first professional show that i did uh like a few years ago before covid like that show wasn't good i I, don't say it (laughs) but yes sorry sorry i didn't i i said at the moment that you said that sorry go ahead but like the show wasn't good by any stretch of the imagination but i had a great time doing it and i think it's important to have that every once in a while and of course like this movie was sort of pleasing to the denominator of middle-aged older white women and that's okay but like the more important thing to me is just like it seemed like everyone had a really great time doing it true and i was surprised by like the genuinely pretty solid acting performances 
by almost everyone for the most part. Like I really Caitlin like is. Clooney's. I really like Roberts. I really like Caitlin Deavers. Mm-hmm. I really like Maxime Bautier's. I hope that I'm pronouncing that right. Day's performance. I did not like Billy Lord's performance, but that's okay. I, I blame her character for that. Correct. As well as I think that no matter how bad she was, it was still kind of funny. Yeah. And you know what? I got to say also. Yeah. Biggest pet peeve. I know I'm all over the place because I'm actively trying to remember things as well. That's great. But... One of my least favorite things is when there is a scene with the only characters in the room are characters who their first language is not English, mm-hmm. and they speak English in the scene. And there was a scene like that in the film. However, as in there was a scene like that where the only characters in the room were people whose first language was not English. And you know what I appreciate? They never spoke English in that scene. True. Thank God. It was when G'day was just about to get married and it was him and his parents. Yeah. And they were the only people in the room and they only spoke, I don't know the language, but yeah. they were only speaking that language and not yeah. English. And I'm like, thank God, because like, it just feels so out of place when a movie does that. And it, and allowed me to buy in a lot more into the world and mm-hmm. into the story and into the characters that this is something that they're going through and not a director or, or producer trying to like elbow right. in. Actually, we right. should get some more English here. And because right. there's plenty of English in this film. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and yeah, they're, they're, they're not missing that by any yeah. means. Um, yeah. So uh, I think it was excellent. What? It was, it was a good experience. Oh, yeah. It was a great experience, yeah. but like... Simple as that. It's not excellent. No, no. Our, our, sorry. Our, uh, our, our experience at the cinema was excellent. Right. The movie was good. Yeah. 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 Thank you. <laughs> Unbelievable. 